0: I hate to say this but I guess I have successfully managed to mess up with my mic again and at this point I don't even know what's up with it, something keeps dangling off of it. And this is the second time in the row by the way. Anyway guys, welcome back to another episode of Out Loud, and I must say it's been too long. I've been figuring a lot of things out and I've been trying to balance my work and my personal life and some other things and surprisingly for some godforsaken reason, I am getting good at it. Today I'm going to talk about something that has been suggested to me by a lot of people and it's interesting when I say that I'm related to it and so are most of you. And my IG kind of blew up after I uh, uploaded the last episode and you guys sometimes give me awesome suggestions as to what the next episode of this podcast should be. I'm impressed. But today, let's talk about something. We have all heard the statistics and let's face it, suddenly As you have may notice millennials are everywhere not that this group of people was born after 1980 and right before 2000 and 2001 but there are 90 million of them in the u.s alone what's changed is the status cordoned and helicoptered we have got the 24-hour tv cable networks fussed over by the marketers and college recruiters dissected and discussed by the psychologists demographers trend spotters And the millennial generation has come fully into its own. And although this may sound fun as well as catastrophic, this is what it feels like to be young now. Not only are we screwed, but sometimes a lot of us can see that contrary to the cliche, the vast majority of millennials did not even go to the college. They do not work as barristers or lean on their parents for their health. More millennials live with their parents than with their roommates and we spend a lot of money on things we don't even need. We still haven't learned to code, we killed cereal and departmental stores and we butcher the concept of golf and napkins during lunch and whatnot. Mention millennial to anyone over 40 and the word entitlement will come back at you within seconds. Add it all up and it's no surprise that we are the first generation in the modern history to end up poorer than our grandparents. No humor, we are seriously poor as F. For at least a decade, millennials have been stereotyped as lazy, entitled and somehow stuck on social media. And while that may not be entirely fair and I may not agree with it completely, we have to agree with the fact that millennials are notoriously liberal, overwhelmingly supporting Favoring policies like nationalized healthcare and same-sex marriage and LGBTQ rights. But here's the thing that most of the others miss. And in fact, I read this somewhere, and and it struck me there and then because it somehow got me curious. And it said, and I quote: Every generation brings something new to the workplace. And millennials, believe me, are no exception. As a group, they tend to be highly educated love to learn and big deal they grew up with internet and digital tools in a way that which was never seen before narcissism self-absorption indulged to comical extremes and and when I say this word and and when I use this word in particular I'm sure as a lot of the audience is gonna come at me and tell me that I'm myself a millennial and that attacking my own kind is stupid but let's just agree with the fact that A. I'm not attacking anyone, so the Lord of Millennials, please have mercy on me. And B, this is my stand. And what I think about this stuff, this is not necessarily uh, uh, be imperative that I agree with someone. But you're welcome to close the window and listen to Joe Rogan instead. You know what, just kidding. Uh, Stay right here, I need the listeners anyway. But I have studies. I've got the statistics, I've got the quotes from respected academics. So let's face the facts this time. Unlike my parents, my grandparents, and my great grandparents, I've got the proof. Here's the cold hard data according to the National Institutes of Health 58% more college students scored higher on a narcissism scale in 2009 than in 1982. Millennials got so many participation trophies growing up that a recent study showed that 40% believed. That they should be promoted every two years regardless of performance, regardless of what they do in the workplace, which is, let's agree that this is crazy. We all can recite the evidence, the breathlessly updated Facebook profile, the cascade of selfies and the Kardashians. Actually, on a side note, I am in love with Kendall Jenner. Is she a Kardashian? Yeah, she is a Kardashian though. Anyway, anyway. For a generation digitally wired from childhood and reared on apocalyptic videos and computer-generated movie epics, not to mention the exploits of the hackers of course, these events showed the real world that we are highly and tightly networked and for that reason, even as the grown-ups in charge, the guardians of order, the parents seemed overwhelmed and overmatched, always a step behind. We're the most threatening and exciting generation since the baby boomers brought about the social revolution which was, by the way, great. We owe a huge debt to them. But this happens not because we are trying to take over the establishment or something like that, but because we are growing up without one. We don't need an establishment. We have the technology to compete against huge organizations, be it hackers versus corporations, bloggers versus newspapers, terrorists versus nation states, YouTube directors versus studios, app makers versus the entire industries. Millennials don't need anyone. That's why the previous generation is scared. The imbalance between that, the very intergenerational lack of authority is not good. In the 1980s, families displayed a wedding photo, a school photo and maybe a military photo in their homes. And I completely and clearly remember when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I used to uh, see that wherever I visited, wherever, whichever home I visited, there were photos of people hanging around in the living room or wherever. Uh, which acted as the decorations of that particular place. But here's the fact. Here's the hard, cold fact again. The average middle-class global citizen today walks with at least 90 pictures of themselves and their pets. Forget that. We have come of age in the era of quantified self. Recording our daily steps on Fitbit, our whereabouts every hour of every day on PlaceMe and the genetic data on 23andMe. Every app on our smartphone is tracking every single move we make from point A to point B. We never read those terms and agreements, those terms and conditions, and we have got less civic engagement and lower political participation than any previous group in the history of this planet. And although that sounds cool considering the fact that we actually made it to the big books of history, but it's effed up. And I feel like this stuff happens because in the 1970s and Let's say even in the late 90s, people wanted to improve kids' chances of success by instilling self-esteem. Let's be honest. It turns out that self-esteem is great for getting a job or hooking up at a bar, but not so great for keeping a job or a relationship. It was an honest mistake which needs to be admitted but cannot be rectified in any manner. The problem is when people try to boost self-esteem, they accidentally end up boosting narcissism instead. I read this thing and um, it came from this psychology professor at San Diego Uni- uh, San Diego State University and that said, just tell your kids you love them. It's a better message than telling them that they are special or a princess or a rock star or whatever uh, their t-shirt says. Because when they're 14, it's no longer cute or adorable. All that self-esteem leads them to be disappointed when the world refuses to affirm how great they know they are. This generation has the highest likelihood of having unmet expectations with respect to their careers and the lowest levels of satisfaction with their careers at the stage that they are at. You have seen them at bars, sitting next to one another and texting. They might look calm, but they're deeply anxious about missing out on something better. Something that can give them a rush of dopamine, a rush of adrenaline. But they're deeply anxious about, you know... Doing something that can make them go crazy. 70% of them check their phones every hour and many experience phantom pockets vibration syndrome which is not healthy at all. They're doing a behavior to reduce the uh, their anxiety. Now the interesting part is that they do understand how to turn themselves into brands with friend and the follower tallies that serve as huge sales figure minded. I have myself come across tons of people who are calling themselves as social media influencer or promoter out of nothing. People are inflating themselves like balloons on Facebook. When everyone is telling you about the vacations, parties and promotions, you would want to keep up and try to do the same. If you do this well enough on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter, you can become a micro celebrity instead. And we for some reason have trained and are training ourselves to be reality tv ready previously if you wanted to be a writer but didn't know anyone who was in publishing it was just well i don't write but now it's wait i know someone who knows someone i hear story after story of people high up in an organization saying well this person just emailed me and asked me for an hour of my time and for some reason for whatever reason i gave it to them so the great thing is that they do feel entitled to all of this. So they'll be more innovative and more uh, willing to try new things. And they'll do all this cool stuff because millennials don't respect authority. They also don't resent it. That's why they are the first teens who aren't rebelling. So here's a more rounded picture of millennials than the one I started with. They're earnest. They're optimistic. They embrace the system they might not always agree with it they are they are pragmatic idealists tinkerers more than dreamers life hackers they're not going to the church even though they believe in a god because they don't identify with big institutions they want new so yes we have all that data about narcissism and laziness and entitlement but a generation's greatness isn't and won't be determined by data it's determined by how they react to the challenges that befall them and just as important by how we react to them. Whether you want or think millennials are the new greatest generation of optimistic entrepreneurs or a group of several million people about to explode or implode in a dwarf star of tears when their expectations are unmet, depends largely on how you view change, experiences which are more important to them them, than the material goods. They're cool and reserved and not all that passionate. They're informed but not inactive. And above everything, they're brave enough to break your own heart. With this, we come to the end of this episode. I don't know how much time we clocked this time. Shout out to those brave souls who listen to me till the very end. This has been fun as usual and stay tuned for more uploads like this. This is fun. This was fun. This has always been fun. The next episode might be a special one. Who knows, we might have someone on the show. Who knows? Have a great night, morning or noon. Do not forget to share and like this channel. This is your host, The Midnight Dweller, signing off.